Welcome to Return to Oz Minute, where the podcast that's analyzing the 1985 film Return to Oz one minute at a time. I'm Tierney Steele. And I'm Mike Carlucci. Once again, we are joined by a special guest. This week it is... Thomas Howitt. <laughs> Sorry about that. I wasn't sure if I was supposed to say it or if you guys were going to say it, but yes, I'm here with you guys. Happy to be here. Thanks for having me. Uh, so Thomas, where are you from? Unless Mike has already included my mess up. <laughs> I'm from... No, I'm from Never Ending Minute. I do that podcast with you. You're my co-host over there. Um, we're getting a good chunk into it now and, and really starting to have some fun with it. So uh, we'll, we'll make sure to get some plugs at the end so that people know where to find us. Uh, we're getting into this movie, too. We've got some action. We've got our next character that we just met. And we're going to get to know him better today. This is Minute 38, which starts with Dorothy giving credit where it's due by telling this mechanical man that Belina found the key. And it ends with our new friend TikTok pledging himself as Dorothy's protector. So I couldn't have asked for better minutes here. I, I, <laughs> I wasn't terribly fond of this movie because I kind of found it terrifying as a kid. But there were characters that I liked and TikTok was one of them. I feel like TikTok must be... If you aren't as cool as Mike and I and some of our listeners, the saving grace of this movie of you can't not like TikTok. Well, TikTok does take the he's like an amalgamation of the greatest things we love, i.e. C3PO and R2D2 mixed into one. <laughs> yes. So how can you not love him? <laughs> I like it. Oh, I I wanted to make sure that I started off my notes with the fact that, you know, Dorothy answers, you're welcome, but she makes sure he knows Lena's the one who found the key, which, and then he calls her Mrs. Hen, and I'm sorry. All right, I'm trying to get all my gushing out of the way early, I promise. Impossible for you. We know better. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, yeah, that was my first note was, was the gushing, so. <laughs> so... This is a pretty TikTok-centric minute, mm -hmm. but I, I do agree. I thought it was pretty awesome that uh, Dorothy gave the credit to Belina. Now, one thing, I mean, okay, you and I are, are very familiar with puppetry in our movie. And I have to call it the puppetry here is awesome. Even though it's very simple, it's, you know, just clicks and levers. But they do it so well that you feel like he's not just somebody that's got somebody inside pushing buttons. You know, he's actually emoting rather well oh, with his toes or whatever because yes i know yeah he's upside down mike has the best like behind the scenes pictures of how tiktok works with the air quotes you can't see me doing them because this is a podcast but they're there so you guys have already talked about that then well i have a feeling it's gonna come up multiple times like every time tiktok does something i'm just like seriously upside down oh my god <laughs> So you guys got the guy's name already, right? Mike, why don't you fill us in since you have the behind-the-scenes stuff in front of you? Um, uh, I don't have it in front oh, of me at the moment. So, oh, okay. <laughs> I'll save the day. Michael Sundin is the uh, gymnast, gymnast, mm -hmm. gymnastics. He's the gymnast that's inside doing, and just to be more clear, he's actually standing upside down. With, and facing backwards so that he can do the walk that we'll eventually see in minutes to come. Oh, yeah. This is... Uh, and what's really funny is 
funny is my only, like, quibble with TikTok in this minute is how much he's moving, which, you know, as you pointed out, he's, his face is moving. It's just like, and he turns his head when he's talking to Belina, but she hasn't wound up his action yet. That's what she's doing at the end of the minute. So, how? Mm. He might count his action as part of, like, from the neck down. Like, the head might be all one thing, and since she's already twisted that, it can move, yeah. but his body can't move at all yet. It's kind of like a paraplegic, or a quadriplegic, I guess. Um, you know, the four the four limbs can't move, but the head can turn sometimes in some cases. Okay. And he needs his mustache to move to speak. I mean, that would technically be action <laughs> if we were going to go all the way. Oh, yeah, no, I, I was full-on including, like, the great mustache action. <laughs> and, you know, this is all a callback to the Tin Man, and, you know, he starts off just being able to barely move his mouth and eventually moves more and more as she helps him, so. Yeah. It does a good job echoing the earlier movie. It's a good introduction that we get in Last Minute, but this is really getting to know him more. We get his first, um, it's not sass the way like Belina has sass or Harry Potter has sass but when he says so Belina asks how come he wasn't turned to stone like everyone else and he's explaining and he says I am not alive and never will be thank goodness and there's kind of a philosophizing strain that's going to go through a lot of what TikTok says especially regarding his aliveness or his sentience or whatever you want to argue and even though TikTok is, you know, a separate character from from the books. It's nice since the movie is always treated as a, par- you know, as as a sequel. That TikTok has has his inhumanness, which is kind of set against the original three characters who are all trying to kind of gain a little, you know, gain brains and heart and courage. Yeah. That, that, that's kind of nice. Well, we saw how well that worked out for the Stone Tin Man out front. <laughs> Yeah. Two humans. Have you guys have you guys talked about the Star Wars tie-ins that TikTok has? There are I mean this movie in general has about a billion Star Wars tie-ins, not least of which George Lucas showing up, so uh yeah, it, it's Walter Murch's baby. Obviously, he worked with a lot of the same people. Um, but yeah. TikTok in particular is great. Yeah, he um, the special effects for TikTok were done by Tim Rose, who was in charge of Admiral Akbar in The Force Awakens. So there's that tie-in. Oh, I recognize the name. I didn't realize. Although that makes sense, Akbar would be... If you, if you go to the IMDb, his actual picture is Akbar. <laughs> nice! Oh! I hadn't... Because the way it's lined up, you know, with the production credits, you don't get the picture right. unless you click into it. Oh, that's such a fun, like... I guess it's not an Easter egg, because anyone could click it, but... <laughs> you have to make that little extra step. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's Easter egg-ish. I mean, of all the characters he picks that he's he's been a part of. That just might be his most recent as well. That's true. So, um, I know you guys had argued a little bit about this and come up with your theories, but Dorothy is clearly from Kansas here. We've we've had it said out loud. (laughs) I know. I can't believe. 
I, you know, sometimes <laughs> there's a conspiracy theory just so good, you get really excited about it, and it takes a while for you to realize that it's complete and utter nonsense and easily disproved. <laughs> and that's it was what a nice, happened. it was. With Dorothy it was Gale a nice attempt, though. Yeah. <laughs> Dorothy Gale of Missouri. That, you know, someday I'll write my fanfic on it. That Dorothy doesn't get uh, her house destroyed by a tornado. Uh, it depends. I mean, Missouri is right there. They definitely have some extreme weather sometimes. You know, I have been dying to talk to you guys about the whole house thing. I don't know if I'm allowed to because it's not in my minutes, but... Well, we don't want to uh, hold our guests back on their thoughts on this movie. <laughs> um, so you guys have been complaining about how the house is half built <laughs> and who builds a house like that. But my, I think the easiest explanation is only part of the house was destroyed. And that's the part that is framed now. Which would be lovely, except we've just uh, seen... Dorothy's old house over in uh, former Munchkinland, intact. Well, falling but apart. It, but I think complete. it was. I think that was just part of the house that took off. It wasn't the whole thing. It was like a a section of the house. Really? I do. Oh, that that. I mean that that ties things up nicely because we know from Twister that tornadoes can be very particular. You know, they skip this house and this house and go right for yours. Maybe in this case, only Dorothy's bedroom was taken and the, well, you, and the kitchen. You have, think, you have to think in the end of um, the original movie, she's in bed, you know, and you were there and you were there and you were there. So part of the house has to have still been there. I love destroying Tierney's dreams. No, I'm, I'm trying not to destroy your dreams and i'm also trying not to totally sell out uncle henry because then that implies that uncle henry has done nothing on the house in six months which is <laughs> hey got the frame up that's not bad he broke his leg tierney <laughs> cut him some slack oh man you know again not this minute but i have to say that might be one of, that is one of those lines where you can't say he broke his leg on M is like your favorite line of a movie because out of context, it's the way she says it that makes that just such a perfect line. Oh yeah, she's completely full of sass. Oh my gosh, it's so good. It makes me really But it's happy. not, it's not rude enough to get her in trouble, but you know she was being as rude as she could be. Yeah, well, and she's just, she's stating a fact. I mean, <laughs> she's not like, I don't know. I don't know. It's just, Feruza Balk will give some of these line readings and you're just like, man, that's perfect. I'm always so impressed when a little kid, and I mean, there are tons of child actors, but I'm always impressed when they're good, you know? Like it always, it never ceases to surprise me when someone's like 10 years old and just really good at acting. <laughs> So my next minute or my next note for this minute is who fed the spiders steroids? Because they've gone crazy in this place. What? The, the spider webs are insane. Oh, I didn't notice that. Was that like a self-preservation to not see spiders? Maybe, but if you look at where um, Belina is, when it yeah. cuts over to Belina and you got the chains, the chains oh. are covered in spider webs 
but not just covered oh. in spider webs. There is like a layer of yeah. spider webs. <laughs> that looks like the stuff you get at Halloween and stretch out the fake spider webbing. It looks like lace leggings. <laughs> it's so thick. <laughs> oh, it's see, I I just read it as dusty. <laughs> Honestly, it's it's Indiana Jones level spider webs. Oh. Yeah, if you go to like second twenty-two, where you have the wide shot, yeah, all the stuff over by Belina is completely just covered in webs. I mean, so much so that they yeah. couldn't catch anything in it because nothing would fly that way. Well, isn't that so? There's a difference between because that is a spider web, but there's a difference between like an oh god, I'm showing my ignorance here, but there's a difference between a spider web like that. Charlotte made, you know, like the the webbing and you draw it and it looks like Spider-Man and all that stuff. And then there's Haunted House Halloween spider webs, which is when dust has coated it and that's what makes it look so thick and great. And it, and it no longer has the designs. It's just like a flat all stuck together. And that's usually like that's a to me what we always did is that's the difference between a spider web and a cobweb. And a cobweb Possibly. doesn't actually have spiders in it although i know there are giant spiders and i'm not googling anything because that's terrifying i know i would say this is this is more this is more typical of like a uh a funnel spider where their webbing isn't intricate and pretty it's more to catch something uh it's almost more home-like yeah but i mean this is so when you see like the dusty spider webs and like a haunted house they're not catching you know it's just something that was there for so long and is so coated in dust and yeah. Um, <laughs> well, it actually works into uh, a discussion from a couple weeks ago with the house and the trees. It's supposedly only been six months for Dorothy. Maybe you can't build a whole house in six months. If you're one man with a broken leg, you can't even build <laughs> half a house. But in Oz, the roads are the roads are gone. The munchkins, we don't know what happened to them, but there's no civilization there. Trees are everywhere. Like maybe it's maybe it just took the spiders a hundred years. Yeah. It's been generations. Yeah, I was gonna say, have they said how long it's been in Oz? So supposedly we don't hear anyone say in Oz, but literally six months is the only time frame we're given for it. So okay. I like the tie-in um, with how in Narnia time passes differently. Oh, definitely. See, I never thought of that with this movie, but it makes perfect sense. That's the only way I think I've ever accepted it is that it's been a long time here, but only a short time back home. Yep. And even when she came the first time, you know, she was, oh, we've debated how long she was in Oz the first time, but, you know, a few days. Um, at least a little while, and they have it that she wakes up, and it's been, you know, what, a couple hours that she's been knocked yeah. out? So, there's, it does track. There's definite, there's definite time dilation in Oz. Well, I, I kind of hate to burst the bubble on this, Terry, but TikTok adds a oh, giant yeah. monkey wrench into this problem. Spoiler alert, he does wind down during the movie, and his account... Of the fall of Oz, Scarecrow tucks him away in this uh, lockbox here. Yeah. Is he paced back and forth until his action ran down? Uh, oh, he called for help until his voice ran down. Then he paced back and forth until his action ran down, and then he stood and thought until his thought ran down. 
His action can run down in just a couple hours. So, unless his thought can go for dozens of years, hundreds of years, a year? Well, but when did he... The Scarecrow tucked him away. Again, spoilers for whatever. Um, How much time had passed before that happened? And also, we see his action wind down in this, but he's not been in working order in who knows how long. It could be that when he was getting wound regularly, he could run longer. But but even with that, even if you're saying like, you know, maybe maybe his action could go days instead of hours. You know, that's still only days. But we don't have a start date for that. Like, he doesn't say, you left and a week later the Scarecrow put me here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think, especially later on this week when we go outside, we can tell that a lot of time has passed. Yeah, so... All right, we're, we're already talking about future minutes, so um, yeah. clearly we've used up most of our notes for this minute. I will say he doffs his hat. Yes, I love favorite. this effect. <laughs> and I was trying to watch this effect up close to see how they achieved it, because I don't think the hand actually grabs the hat. I think it's like the hat is on a pole or something, and they lift it up to match the hat. It kind of looks like it almost like slides forward if that makes any sense yeah like there's a um oh words why are you so difficult actuator i don't know if that's right it might be (laughs) um (laughs) no um like a hinge um uh all i can think of is like the standing desks where they can lower and then they raise up the the piece of metal that's between so it can go to the two levels yeah the actuator cool Works for me. <laughs> I give up. <laughs> yeah, it, it touches his hat, but I don't think there's quite enough, like, tension for the hand to be holding the hat like that. Exactly. It's but it's still touching. neat effect. Oh, God, it's great. <laughs> um, very useful, uh, Jeff, for sending to people on their birthdays. <laughs> I tip my hat to you. Um, awesome. That was my last note for this minute. Mine as well. All right. How about you, Mike? Uh, I don't have anything else, but I'll just I'll just throw in since we talked about Mrs. Hen, Dorothy does then return the favor by calling him Mr. Talk. Ah, that's when he corrects. To which, <laughs> yes, he corrects her and says, "Call me TikTok." I see, Mr. TikTok. I no, see, no, Sir Luke. <laughs> Oh, well, now that we've all got Star Wars on the brain, none of us are involved in Star Wars Minute, but we are involved in Movies by Minute, so Thomas, why don't you tell people where they can find you? All right, if you're looking for me, myself, you can look on Twitter and Instagram at the Lives. one more Star Wars tie-in, and if you'd like to hear my voice somewhere else, I'm on The NeverEnding Minute. It's a podcast just like this one where we're breaking down the never-ending story one minute at a time. I'm sure you've heard Tierney talk about it multiple times. If you'd like to find that, you can look go on Twitter at NevEndMin. You can go on Facebook to the Listener Society, the Never Ending Minute Listener Society. Or you can like our page there. You can usually find us on uh, Apple or iTunes and Stitcher and Google Play. But if you don't like those places, you can also go to growlermedia.com slash neverendingminute. And Mike, I know we've got a lot of equivalents for Return to Oz. If you can't get enough of us. 
Yeah, you can always go to the, the main source, return to OzMinute.com, or for the faint of heart, or not so faint of not heart. Not faint of heart. Yes. Uh, Weogtiogpiog.com. That's still coming up. You'll, you'll get it eventually. <laughs> uh, or we're OzMinute on Twitter or Facebook, and we have a listeners page, the Return to Oz Minute Listeners Flying Sofa. You can join us there and show your lunchbox or post a picture of a half-built house. You know, maybe Dorothy, maybe they had a tiny house, and that that's why it got carried away. Oh, I thought we were done debating housing of the 1930s and 1800s, but... I guess it never ends. And actually, there's construction in my area, so when they start building the new house, I will keep a close eye on it. Um, You can find me at both those podcasts, and then if you're looking for me personally, I'm One Still Sister on social media. So, I think we're pretty good. Uh, Thomas, you may know that Mike and I close out by saying... The magic words of Return to Oz. I do. Um, So would you like to join us on the last one? Sounds perfect. All right. Weog. Teog. Peog. Peog. Yes. (laughs) I can't wait till we actually reach that part of the movie. Welcome to the never... Oh, no! 